0: Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. An Austin man arrested for killing a 13-year-old boy in South Austin will officially be sentenced later on this afternoon. Back in April of 2022, a witness says this man chased and attacked Brett Cardenas and his friends after he believed they vandalized his home. Police say that Xavier Zarata's car, the suspect, then rolled over the teenager and killed him.
1: Jury selection picks back up for two former Williamson County deputies, both facing manslaughter charges. The deputies are accused of acting recklessly by using a stun gun on Javier Ambler, killing him. It happened during his arrest after a chase through Williamson County. And
0: the first day of early voting numbers for next month's primary are in. A little more than 6,000 Travis County voters went to the ballots. That is nearly 1% of registered voters. That includes in-person and mail ballots received. The polls will open back up at 7 o'clock this morning
1: as we kick off this Wednesday morning, we have some warm weather ahead of us. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Hey
0: everyone, I'm Sally Hernandez. All right, Kristen, so yesterday it was uh, it was pretty warm. Had mm-hmm. to put on the sunscreen, I think, for a little bit too. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> and that's gonna be essential, I think, in the days to come, because mm-hmm. there's gonna be a whole lot of sunshine in this forecast. Let me show you what's going on outside this morning. It made it to Wednesday. We've got a cloudy sky out there now. A lot of this, even some low cloud cover fog, gonna be something we'll watch for here in the next few hours. Our West Shore home camera there in the Austin showing some of those low clouds just barely clearing the top of the buildings. Looking at our current visibility, you see already fog developing, Marble Falls, Dripping Springs, Lockhart, Luling, all those areas currently reporting. (coughs) Excuse me, visibility (coughs) less than perfect, but Here in Austin, we're going to be looking at I would say some patchy fog for the next few hours and then once that sunshine breaks through temperatures will take off just like they did yesterday. Right now we're in the 50s and 60s across the board from those 50s and 60s and a little bit of fog this morning. Highs will get back into the 70s, 78 degrees later today. Coming up, we're watching the winds. winds will be more notable today compared to what we had yesterday, but more 80s ahead. And I know it's Wednesday, but I've got a preview of your weekend weather. All that coming up.
0: Thank you, Kristen. Friends identified a man last week who was killed by an accused drunk driver on Highway 290.
1: And as KXAN's Grace Reader explains, they say that they could not stand to see this story unfold without sharing how much he meant to them.
3: A man faces intoxication manslaughter charges after allegedly hitting and killing a pedestrian near Highway 290 in William Cannon last week. Friends now tell KXAN the man killed was 58-year-old Adam Atterbury. Being that he was such a big part of our community over here, it just was not fair to me that nobody knew who he was, nobody knew his story. Friends say he was homeless, lived in the area where he was killed, and visited these shops daily, well-loved by those who worked at them. Friends also say he was a veteran. Adam was a part of the homeless community in Austin, but just because you're a part of that community doesn't define your character at all and definitely when it came to Adam, it definitely did not define his character. Court documents show 41-year-old Jacob Sussman has been charged in relation to the incident. Police did field sobriety tests at the scene and believed him to be intoxicated, according to those documents. Records allege Sussman hit another car, and then someone walking on the road nearby who police have not officially identified, but family and friends told KXAN it was Adam. He might have messed his own life up, but he messed ours up as well. Not only just me and my coworkers and my friends that work on this strip, but the homeless community as well is also mourning Adam's loss. We talked to some of those people who stopped by to drop off flowers and share their favorite stories of a man who they want remembered, a man who made family out of strangers. I just want everyone to know that he had a name, he was a person, and he did not deserve what happened to him. Grace Reader, KXAN News.
1: The Austin Police Department did not return our requests to confirm the victim's name in this case. We've also reached out to the attorney of the man facing those charges for this crash and have not heard back. Meantime, the number of serious deadly crashes and serious injuries from vehicle crashes is down compared to this time last year. This according to Austin's Vision Zero program. The goal is to bring the number of deadly crashes down to zero. There have been five so far this year, and that is half the number of what it was at this point in 2023. Austin's also working to reveal hidden safety risks at intersections with video technology.
0: A principal with Leander ISD has confirmed a staff member at one of the schools is under investigation for an inappropriate relationship with a student. There was a letter that was sent home to families on Friday saying the staff member at Rouse High School is on administrative leave after the district was made aware of the possible relationship. We did confirm with Lander Police, and they say they are investigating, but no charges have been filed. New insight on the cause of the Kansas City Chiefs parade shooting the two people who are now facing charges.
1: And with the second day of early voting approaching, we are taking a look into a hotly contested Hill Country race who's getting Governor Abbott's backing. Good morning, this is a live look over downtown Austin. You can see our city lit up here as we start you on a Wednesday morning with KXAN News Today. Thanks for joining us. Two men are charged with murder in the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade shooting. One woman died and that shooting injured more than 20 others.
0: Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays are charged with second degree murder, two counts of armed criminal action and unlawful use of a weapon. INVESTIGATORS BELIEVE THE SHOOTING WAS THE RESULT OF AN ARGUMENT BETWEEN STRANGERS.
1: AUTHORITIES BELIEVE MAYS AND MILLER DREW THEIR GUNS FIRST, AND INVESTIGATORS SAY THAT MILLER FIRED THAT SHOT THAT KILLED LISA LOPEZ GALVAN. PROSECUTORS SAY IT'S JUST THE BEGINNING OF THEIR INVESTIGATION, AND THEY AIM TO HOLD EVERYONE ACCOUNTABLE WHO WAS uh, INVOLVED IN THIS.
2: Uh, OUR INVESTIGATION CONTINUES AT FULL VELOCITY. TEAMS OF DETECTIVES ARE WORKING NON-STOP, to ensure that anyone else responsible for the shooting is apprehended and that they receive the maximum punishment allowed by law.
1: Both Miller and Mays are in police custody but remain hospitalized with injuries from that shooting.
0: Last Friday the juvenile office of the Jackson County Family Court Division charged two juveniles with gun possession and resisting arrest charges. No word if they have any connection though to the adults who are now charged.
1: Meantime, President Biden has directed his administration to impose major sanctions on Russia, is to hold that country's leaders accountable for the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. The administration says the sanctions are going to be announced on Friday, it comes ahead of the second anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
4: As we mark two years this week since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. The brutality of Putin's regime is increasingly evident both at home and abroad. The weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built was confirmed not only by Alexei Navalny's death last week, but also by the fact that the Russian uh, that Russia detained close to 400 people over the weekend just for mourning his passing.
0: Navalny died at the age of 47 in a Russian colony located above the Arctic Circle. Russian authorities have not provided any additional details about the circumstances surrounding his death.
1: Traffic pains, but not just for drivers. The summit to figure out how to make traffic easier to navigate on I-35 for businesses.
0: How to avoid losing your money after your car is stolen. The alarming new trend Austin police want you to be on the lookout for.
5: Texas baseball team broke out the bats in a big way last night at the dish.
1: Got more on that coming up. Good morning, a live look outside. This is from our uh, tower camera here on top of uh, KXAN Studios, looking back at downtown from the West Campus neighborhood. Happy to have you on this Wednesday morning. You will soon have to pay a little more to check your bag with American Airlines. Company says passengers will now pay $35, and that is if you reserve to book your bag in advance. That is a $5 increase. The fee is $40 if a passenger waits to pay that fee at the airport. For flights to Canada, the Caribbean, or Mexico, the fee stays at $35, regardless if you purchase online or at the airport. It's the first time American Airlines has increased baggage fees since 2018.
0: So this definitely can impact not only just the average consumer wallet, but it really hits home for families that are traveling with multiple bags.
1: Ahead this morning on today, a look at whether other airlines will follow suit.
0: Well, change is coming for people who like to cool off in the San Marcos River. Single-use beverage cans on the river within city limits are now a no-go. Yeah, San Marcos City Council just approved the item this week. The ban will also limit coolers, allowing only one 30-quart cooler per person on the public waterways. So the single-use beverage cans on the river, again, a no-go according to the authorities there. Oof. That's I know. Yeah, I mean, seeing at.
1: that video, you're like, Ugh.
0: Yeah. And you know why, right? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that video to you tell
1: think, you why. You um, think you can still bring a keg?
2: reusable. I like where do you minds at. You look. Yeah, exactly. We get an too big enough. I yeah. mean, typically you do have one cooler for a group. Yeah. You know that you rent a little tube for but Yeah. Yeah. Peg is also hard to flip, I mean, if you, so
1: if you can't bring single use cans, your options are limited. Gotta that's commence. all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's true. I mean, really, you can make any can reusable if you try hard <laughs> enough. But obviously, you want to be sure you're listening to officials. <laughs> Let funny. me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Clouds and radar not showing anything of concern this morning up top. We do have some fog underneath, though, and this is likely going to be with us for the next few hours. Kind of gave you a first warning on this yesterday. We've got a good southerly flow that's bringing up some warm moist air and that's going to allow fog to be favorable for both today and tomorrow right now visibilities aren't terrible but we expect the fog to worsen getting closer to sunrise Temperatures this morning not bad 50s and 60s out there I mean Austin you're walking out the door to 62 degrees 52 in lano 63 bass drop 63 in Rockdale everybody warmer up 10 to 20 degrees over where we were yesterday at this time We're going to be looking at temperatures climbing from those 60s to the low 70s by noon. Forecast high today, 78 degrees. Those clouds are going to clear some and allow for a lot more sunshine later today. Here's a look at those afternoon highs, area 1, mid to upper 70s, along and east of I-35, touching 80s again at across our hill country. Yesterday, Austin actually did record its first 80-degree day of the year. The reason I'm not expecting us to get as close to that 80-degree mark is just because I think the morning clouds are going to hold on a little bit longer today. That said, the winds, the wind I think will be the most noticeable part of today's forecast because they're going to increase in, in a noticeable way this afternoon to about 10 to 20 miles per hour gusting 20 to 25 miles per hour. These winds are coming out of the south today. That's going to keep that warm, humid air mass on, on, on place for us. But once we get into tonight, those winds get stronger ahead of a cold front. That brings in a wind shift tomorrow, but it's important to know these winds are coming out of the West Northwest behind this Pacific cold front tomorrow afternoon. That's going to allow our temperatures to actually warm into the 80s before the cooler air arrives. So 70s Friday, Saturday, still above average, but it is looking like tomorrow will be the warmest day of the next seven Your Thursday, high temperatures in the low to mid 80s. Now, because it's bringing in some drier air and the wind speeds are going to be on the stronger side. We're already outlooked for moderate to even high wildfire danger, really favoring the hill country here getting into tomorrow. Again, that would be Thursday. There's no rain coming in with this front. We are going to stay dry today dry tomorrow. Even behind it, we've got dry skies and sunshine. Friday, your weekend looking really nice, mainly sunny both Saturday and Sunday. Those temperatures actually get warmer towards the back end of the weekend, but unfortunately, we need rain, and we're not seeing it. Not anytime soon, at least. Next, small chance of rain, maybe next Wednesday, but that's a big maybe. I'm not seeing anything impressive right now. 7-day forecast shows 70s today, 80s tomorrow. Both days likely to be breezy, but again, it's a different direction of the wind coming in tomorrow. Sunshine and 70s for your Friday. Fantastic uh, weekend plans for Saturday, Sunday is what I'm encouraging you to do because this kind of weather in the end of February, we will take it. Getting into early next week, some cloud cover temperatures, that should say 83 in the 80s. Overnight lows will be in the 40s and 50s. So if there's no rain in our 7-day forecast, where is the rain? Well, it's out west. People in Southern California bracing for even more flooding as the atmospheric river continues to wreak havoc across the state. In Long Beach and along the coast there, there are flood advisories up as well as high surf warnings. Some fire stations are offering free sandbags as the city urges residents to prepare for the high tide and incoming storms. Already high winds have sent palm fronds into power lines and tree bark into cars, but no one has been injured. Long Beach officials are asking that everybody remain vigilant and take those necessary precautions.
1: Thank you, Chris. and back here in Texas. After a five day search, first responders recovered the body of missing 11 year old Audrey Cunningham from the Trinity River outside Houston.
0: It's now a criminal investigation with Polk County officials saying they are issuing a warrant for Don Stephen McDougall for capital murder. They believe that he is the last person to have seen Audrey alive. He is in custody though on an unrelated felony charge.
3: At this time, we believe the appropriate arrest warrant is going to be for capital murder in the death of Audrey Cunningham.
1: The exact cause of death still under investigation.
3: Police
0: have arrested a man after a multi-car chase and potential kidnapping. Now on Saturday, police say a man took off in a vehicle with a woman and a baby in Temple. They chased him to Cameron, where they say he drove into a field, then a pond. Investigators say the man ran off. The woman and the baby were left in the car. Wow. They were rescued and they were
1: safe. Milam County deputies captured 27-year-old Paul Rodriguez. He is facing a kidnapping charge, evading arrest and child endangerment. Law enforcement has broken up another cockfighting ring in Texas, this time in Caldwell County. Sheriff's Office there says it detained nine people and seized 35 roosters, 20 cars, and a trailer, also towed. A group leading a national campaign against stage animal fighting released a statement. It reads that animal wellness action says cockfighting is both inhumane and rampant in Texas with fighting birds move regularly over the U.S.-Mexico border. We applaud the Caldwell County Sheriff's Office for its work on this case to stamp out cockfighting and associated criminal activity in Texas.
0: Hayes County is a region here in Central Texas that is growing quickly, and nothing is more indicative of that growth than the traffic that we see every single day on, of course, I-35, all that traffic.
1: Yeah, never ceases. And (laughs) this week, a transportation summit wrapped up in San Marcos KXA and Sam Stark was there and tells us how the growth is affecting Hayes County businesses. Central Texans are no strangers to traffic.
4: A headache for most of us, definitely. But for some business owners, it can also affect operations and profit. This includes John Hardy, who owns a San Marcos roofing and solar business. I mean, our main issue with, with the transportation is just the time it takes to get to and from a customer. You know, like today we had a meeting and you know we had three people that were, you know, 15 minutes late because they're waiting on the train. Hardy, along with dozens of other Hayes County business owners attended a transportation summit event Tuesday, co-hosted by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. The speakers included executive director of the Texas Department of Transportation, Mark Williams, who updated attendees about what his organization is
5: doing to keep up with that transportation infrastructure is vital to the economic growth that we've been able to see. But with that economic growth comes that demand for more transportation infrastructure. We're very fortunate in Texas to still have
4: that problem. Williams told the crowd Tuesday afternoon that the work along Interstate 35 will likely never conclude. But the transportation department continues working to accommodate more
5: people and businesses. Our transportation system has to continue to grow and develop and, and improve. To keep up with that demand
4: all hearty hopes is that the work being done along i-35 will eventually lead to less traffic if i could you know wave a magic wand you know that we would just keep moving in hayes county sam stark KXN news
0: A magic wand would be nice going in depth here drivers have a new route in east san marcus that provides an alternative to i-35 in december of last year we told you about the new fm 110 road which is part of the east san Marcos loop Check out this map that we have for you on our website. There it is, and right there on your screen. It begins slightly east of I-35 and Arrington Road and ends at State Highway 80. Hays County Judge Ruben Becetta told us the road could help first responders avoid I-35 and get to emergencies quickly. Becetta said the east side of I-35 is falling behind on infrastructure. He said the last time Hays County had a road bond was back in 2016. So the county is considering one for 2024.
1: This
5: is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorn baseball team back in action on Tuesday, first midweek game of the season. They welcome in Houston Christian, coached by Astros legend, Lance Berkman. He was not too pleased. Even though his team had a one-to-nothing lead, horns have been behind to start every ball game this season. But then, well, they got to go. And Ryan Galvan got a little base hit with a ricochet and then Galvan this time just clubs one with a four to one lead right up against the fence for that new Yeti yard they're having a little bit of fun out there and they had more fun with this Galvan a four hit night four of 24 for the horns one shy of a school record in a game and well, that one got out, they hit three home runs, and they win it 20-3, to the final score. That's going to be a popular sight this baseball season. Horns back home against Cal Poly this weekend. Tonight, Madison Booker and the UT women taking on Texas Tech. Booker again taking both Big 12 honors player and newcomer of the week. And The switch to point guard after the Rory Harmon injury has only increased her numbers, and she just keeps getting better. Let's face it, y'all, the kid's really good at what she's doing right now with the ball in her hands. The kid is managing a team. She is understanding and executing her role at the position that she's in right now, and she is accountable and responsible. She's doing it on the fifth-ranked team in the country. The fact that she's doing it at such a high level I think speaks well for her and, and, and really how special the kid is. Yeah, this is the final schedule matchup between these two programs. Such a storied rivalry that goes back to the 80s with Texas Tech and Texas. That's at 7 o'clock tonight. 5 o'clock today, number 2-ranked softball team opens their home schedule against Houston Christian. Back to you.
0: Thank you, Roger, for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Stick around for the 5 o'clock hour because here is what we are tackling on KXAN News Today. An Austin man arrested for killing a 13-year-old boy back in 2022 will officially be sentenced in court later on today while the victim's family says he's not going to serve any jail time.